0: Welcome back. My name is Chris. I'm Andy, and I'm Steve, and this. Is streaming things the number one Stranger Things podcast in the world, but also in the top 25 of all TV and film? And to prove why that is, we're here to show you some other things that we do. Let's talk about some other TV shows and film properties that we've been watching since last we met. And in fact, since forever. Yeah, it's uh, been a minute. How do we do this again? I don't know. <laughs> By the way, that tune that you were just hearing was written and performed by our very own
1: Chris.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it is glorious. He's
2: lying. I played it. Yeah. It was Andy. Bow down it's to me. Andy. See bowed you guys. <laughs> they're bowing. Hopefully not music. while they're driving. Yeah, yeah, you guys might not know We're this. We're
1: but- not worthy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you guys might not know this, but Andy is the,
1: the musically gifted of the bunch. I am. I play some stuff. Mm-hmm. I play some tunes. I shred. I diddle them strings. As or, or, Did we say diddle them frets? Is that
2: is that what we call You're it? You're looking at me as if I'm a party to Steve, this diddling. you have accused me of diddling so many times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not never proven it. makes me uncomfortable. Hey, I've said you've diddled a lot of things in my time. None <laughs> of it's been strings. I wouldn't
0: use the word gifted. I would use the word inclined. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that's that that's the tune that we we use between seasons of stranger things Uh, so it might have been jarring so i wanted to call attention to it but this is just something a little extra while we're waiting on volume two uh let's talk about some other shows and and films that have been going on lots of stuff's been going on we watched that too andy yes sir drop it on us buddy right off the bat let's just get
1: right in so right off the rip the rip. I want to uh point you guys in the direction of yet another streaming service, uh, Tubi. <laughs> so, uh, I have gone on at length about uh the audiobook Bonanza that I've experienced in my life in the past like couple of months where I discovered oh, shit, uh, I thought you literally meant it. a book called Bonanza. <laughs> no, oh, so I all uh, about the show. I found out that you can connect your library card to streaming services, and that's how I found out about Libby and Hoopla. Hoopla, mm-hmm. Libby is just audiobooks. Hoopla, you can also download on uh, your streaming devices, uh, your Apple TVs, your Chromecasts, and you can check out movies. Selections decent, not great. Just found out about another one. This one's called Canopy. It's Canopy with a K. Um, mm. It has a much better selection on for streamable films. And uh, you connect it with your local library card and you can check out. Card with a K. Fifteen. <laughs> Fifteen. <laughs> a Mortal Kombat a
2: rules. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fifteen movies a month. Fifteen movies a month. And on Canopy, I recently watched Enemy and as, as, as Pronounce that with a B. Enemy. Oh, okay. Uh, I was like, <laughs> what? It a, it a B. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it a B. Enemy, directed by Denis Villeneuve, starring Jake Gyllenhaal and Jake Gyllenhaal. He plays two characters in this film. It is about a history teacher who discovers a doppelganger in his life. This film is bonkers, confusing, wonderful. Uh, it's very moody. It is very uh uh, it, it's a thinking man's film. It's one of those films that after I watched it, I uh, got on YouTube and I looked up a bunch of videos trying to explain what the movie was. And then I realized most of those explanations were wrong. And so I, it made me like the movie even more because I uh, it, it made me think so much about what they were trying to do and ultimately what I came up with is that this was actually not even really a story about things that real people were doing but rather it's a story that's occurring within somebody's subconscious and psyche and it's projections of who you are and who you wish that you were and the uh, symbolism that uh, occurs in your life and how it can project itself into the world it's wonderful, Jake Gyllenhaal absolutely crushes it, uh, it's got him, it's got Melanie Laurent and uh, a couple of other people, Melanie or Laurent was uh shoshana in uh inglorious bastards wonderful actress i want to see more stuff um and it was awesome and uh that was on canopy and i uh was stoked about that because the other film that i watched on canopy was hereditary uh by ari aster uh his debut film that movie holds up it is spoopy and wonderful And uh, Toni Collette as a gem, and I can't believe she didn't even get nominated for an Oscar for that, because she was, like, heartbreaking and uncomfortable and scary and great. Yeah, one of the biggest snubs of the last decade. Yeah, um, and that film, it takes a little while to get to the spooky stuff. Uh, I didn't remember having that experience, uh, seeing it in... In theaters, uh, it had been a little while since I had watched it. Uh, Sarah and I wanted to uh, watch something spooky, and she had heard that Hereditary was wonderful. And I was like, you know what, it is. So we watched it. <laughs> hey, girl. And, hey. <laughs> um, so it ta- it honestly takes uh, a little while. It it, it, it and leans into um, and it happens more with uh, more modern horror where uh, the they lean into discomfort before they get into the scares. And uh, Ari Aster very much went that route with Hereditary, but it pays off in dividends. Uh, there's still a, even knowing it was coming, there's some imagery that occurs in the third act of that film that like gives me chills and uh, like genuine, like terror chills not just like "ooh, that was really good cinematography it's like oh fuck that's scary and it's great 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 film but i bounced around a whole bunch on the streaming services that i was watching stuff on recently i'm not going to talk about it at length because i expect chris that you are going to talk about it uh here in a moment but uh on amazon prime i watched coherence uh, film, ah. a film an indie film directed by james ward burkett um that movie is essentially Schrodinger's Cat as a film. Uh, it is a group of friends. Well, I want to counsel that we not
0: say too much. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Like, there's a lot to talk about about the film. And maybe, maybe I'm wrong about this, but I didn't watch a trailer. I didn't know anything other than sci-fi film, thriller, and uh, low-budget Right. Sure. Um, I think you told me one location and that's, what's got me really excited because that's kind of one of my things. Like I'm really fascinated by one location scripts, but I didn't know anything else. And I, I recommend that going in absolutely
1: Uh, it just obviously doesn't make for a great conversation on a podcast to be like it's on one location and it's pretty good you know um so maybe maybe calling it schrodinger's cat is a little uh little giveaway i don't know Uh, i didn't know what you were about to say not that you'd already done it oh okay uh so essentially it's uh about a group of friends that are having a dinner party as chris alluded to it is a one location thing very low budget Uh, and a lot of it was improvised which is really cool the director kind of went to uh the the actors and said like these these are your goals go make it happen and sometimes conflicting goals is something that you told me which was pretty cool and you can get into that later um but uh the the film is incredibly well done and dense for a uh for an independent uh low budget one location thing uh kind of like uh primer vibes as far as Mm -hmm. like the um the breadth of sci-fi fuckery that's going on in it and how well they managed to pull it off
0: it's one of those films you could easily watch once a month or a couple times a year revisit and find new details and i know a lot of people that say they press play as soon as it ended because they were like wait what mm-hmm. and it's just it's so much value there and it's great because it only costs 50 grand it was shot at the director's house there was five crew members um there's eight actors and uh it's a it's a wonder it's one of those movies where you're like holy shit i could make a movie you know as long as i, if I had a good enough script. Uh, and $50,000 now
1: <laughs> <laughs> and some
0: friends that are and, down and some friends. Right. Exactly. Friends that are down. I didn't watch it. Andy, finally, I've been getting told to watch this uh, by people on TikTok for months and I'm like, it's on my watch list. It's on my watch list for sure. And then Andy finally called me and just, I didn't tell I didn't, I didn't tell even him know that. that
1: it was like a hot topic on uh, no, TikTok. I, I just I never up, talked to him about it. It was right after I had finished watching Enemy. I was like, I'm in the mood for another Mindfuck movie. And so I just Googled Mindfuck movies. Yeah. And Coherence was one that popped up. I was like, hey, dude, I, I found this gem of an indie nobody's heard of. And you're like, it's all over TikTok. And, and I'm of like, course it is. this must be synchronicity okay I, I I'll, was the, I'll watch it i was the fucking uh, eternal sunshine guy i heard about this movie i found this movie i discovered it eternal sunshine is gonna blow your mind yeah um so yeah i was i was that guy uh peacock plus uh it's a streaming service that i hopped onto peacock recently. What? peacock plus thank you i apologize is there
2: a peacock plus uh, yeah what, what is peacock plus it's just uh access to uh, extra cock extra cack uh <laughs> it's uh no one subscribing what do we do they, well, they <laughs> get more cock in there Pe-
1: peacock uh ropes in some uh, uh exclusive streaming rights to some stuff so for example right now uh they're the only ones where you can stream the northman which is another episode that we or another film that we reviewed in depth that you guys can listen to interesting show it's great film, film. The northman northman is on there right now on peacock plus uh but the reason that i had subscribed to it because i wanted to i had heard that this film was better than it deserved to be i popped on there because they were also right now have the exclusive streaming rights to ambulance the ambulance uh, the new uh, Michael Bay film uh, also starring Jake Gyllenhaal and uh, Yaya Abdul-Mateen II uh, about a uh, group uh, two brothers that go on a heist er, that do a bank robbery and ultimately end up in an ambulance and things ensue. Uh, it is uh Really good. There's some awesome drone shots in there, like cinematography. Michael Bay always has some pretty cool cinematography. He's a big action guy, and uh, that's the one thing you can't take away from Michael Bay is he knows how to make things look good. Yeah, and uh, it was like surprisingly coherent. Uh, Ha, coherence. (laughs) uh, Just you know, for a Michael Bay film, it tends to be spectacle and uh, empty brains. And we got. When did Optimus Prime show up? Uh, That was in the like lead into the third act, but uh, it was only a cameo. And Jake uh, Gyllenhaal. they did it tastefully. <laughs> we have to roll out. <laughs> Bumblebee. Yeah, Bumblebee. Man, I honestly, it surprised me. Uh, I, I had thought that it was going to be just schlock. And it is to an extent, but it was also a pretty fucking good time. It's good schlock. It's P-schlock.
2: Yeah, yeah. P-schlock plus. Whenever people talk about that movie, they always they always bring something up about like, oh, man, the spleen scene or something like that. Does yeah, that there's in, mean is, anything to you guys? There is there's a, there's a, a spleen, spleen scene.
1: scene. It's, uh, you want to yeah. talk about it a little bit? it's an exploding
0: spleen. So at one point during this movie, one of the actors has to perform surgery without being qualified to do so on another character. And, uh, while the, in the ambulance, while it's going 90 miles an hour and being shot at, uh, by police and stuff. So things happen. And apparently spleens are really sensitive and they will burst if jostled. Do not do not jostled the spleen mm. i really liked ambulance too i thought it was about 25 minutes too long yeah i would agree with that um, as is most michael bay movies yeah but like i a lot of people said like this movie fucking rocks like michael bay's back this is like armageddon good you know what i mean and i was like it, oh, it better be armageddon better well I see it's armageddon good <laughs> so, I'm getting out of here <laughs> <laughs> and i didn't find that to be true but i was like really entertained
1: for sure i just it just drags Um, But yeah, yeah. Uh, Also on Peacock Plus, it's actually Peacock Premium, but we're going to call it Plus, right? I mean. Oh, they didn't plus it. They didn't plus it. They premed it. That's why no one's subscribing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, There's uh, bad marketing. People are like
2: premium. I have to pay a lot of money, but you get that plus. You're like, oh, I get more stuff. Oh, it's extra. Yeah. uh joe Carnahan
1: film from last year uh, cop shop uh chris had told me about this film and uh it sounded awesome and it was it is that was with really the butler good. that is with the butler it's also got frank grillo in it and uh, a few other people but it's essentially about an assassin that uh uh gets himself arrested to uh, try to take out a guy that's on the run and uh it, it has sort of like smoking aces vibes where it's uh you know irreverent action uh assassin guys all targeting kind of one person um, mm-hmm. so in that regard it's actually it's a, a shitload like smoking aces now that i think about it mm-hmm. um but it was it was really funny it had some cool about that sequences movie. yeah right bullet train's gonna have that vibe too i would imagine yeah, right? it, oh, yeah. It, it seems like it uh there there's definitely this like uh tarantino-esque uh, uh resurgence that we we had in like the early 2000s and seems like it's coming back yeah um the uh <laughs> The, the, this film was, uh, again, like a, kind of a single location thing. It all takes place pretty much inside of a police precinct uh like a small town one like lock and key cells yeah yeah exactly and uh it was it was so funny one of one of the assassins that appears uh had some of the funniest lines and i don't want to spoil them because like it's kind of like you see it in a trailer and then it's like you see it in the theater you're like huh that's funny but it would have been a lot funnier if you didn't know so i'm gonna i'm not gonna spoil those but i had a really good time with it um and then lastly, I hopped over onto HBO Max and uh, Barry season three. All of that, I think, has happened since the last time we did our crossing stream. Yeah, I didn't even talk to you about the finale yet. I don't yeah, think. We, we need to once we uh, turn this off. Maybe we can do that on our after hours episode. But uh, it was uh, fuck. It got dark fast, man. And it felt like it needed to. Like, it's almost like they kind of came to terms with the. Uh, reality of the uh characters that they had created and the situations that they had put them in and where 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 can we go from here to maintain some semblance of realism and yeah it it was real uncomfortable for the first couple of episodes and it lightened up and i it got more barry-esque uh as the season went on but the first couple of episodes i was like i don't know if i'm having fun anymore like it's still really good like it's you know s tier uh TV, like uh, I put it, I'd easily put it up there with like Breaking Bad and stuff. But uh, yeah, for a second, I was just like, I, th- this is starting to become a show that I need to be in the right headspace to watch instead of just one that I'm always down for. But they, uh, they uh, threaded that needle uh, absolutely perfectly. And once again, they had a episode of this show, and I think it was like episode six, maybe, uh, that was just like, it's centerpiece, awesome action that kind of travels across the city. Um, the, they uh, they they did it again, and it was just as good, if not better. wasn't as funny. Like the, mm-hmm. the you know the father daughter uh, episode is one of the funniest episodes of TV of all time, but the action on this uh, dirt bike sequence that. Uh, Happens in Barry season three was absolutely fucking bad shit. Cool. The way they filmed it and put it together. It, it was awesome. Have you had a chance yet, Steve, to watch Barry? I have not. God, you got to get on that. Dude. I, know, I know. Like, do you haven't watched the show at all? I haven't even seen season two. Dude, as as somebody who's taken your acting classes and stuff, right I know, now, right? Like it, it would fit yeah. so fucking
2: well. For, no, like for your lifestyle. I, I loved season one of Barry, but it's just one of those shows. Like season two came out, and I and they're, and they're just, like twenty five minute episodes. Yeah, too. yeah they're, they're really easy to digest. It's just one of those things where like I I always forget it's out. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm no, always, I get. It. I mean, there's I it.
0: so many things where I just fall off and I'm like, Oh yeah, oh shit. I got, I'm so excited for that. And then I just don't watch
1: it. Mm-hmm. And, and for no reason. Yeah. Dude, Dude, you have to watch season two at least because that one episode that I'm talking about really is one of the funniest things to ever, to ever be on TV. Yeah. It's, it's so funny as far as, uh, I mean, from a writing perspective, from an acting perspective,
0: it's great, but just since you're so into improv and stuff right now, like some of the, some of the beats that they hit, um, they're, they're so, so advanced. As far as comedy, like they, there's the the expectation, the setup, then the subversion, then the subversion of the subversion, and like it's just so like layered and awesome. But yeah, I mean, season three is dark, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, super dark, and uh, be prepared for that because I, I was not.
2: I was like ha 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 ha. When do the ha, jokes start? Ha,
0: <laughs> I'm laughing, but I don't feel like I should be, <laughs> kind of thing.
1: But yeah, that's uh, pretty much the the big ones that I wanted to bring up for what I've been streaming lately. What about you guys? Steve, I know you got a couple things that you're just going to go hammer time on, buddy. You've been holding this in. You love Stranger
0: Things, but there's a few things you guys might not know about Steve that he's passionate about. You probably aren't. Most people aren't. Right. One of them is Star Trek. And (laughs) yeah. (laughs) And the other one has something to do with creatures of the of yesteryear. But I'm so eager to hear your
2: thoughts on both of these things because they're big news. They're big news. Steve, take it away. Well, we're going to start with a positive cuz you guys know me, I don't like to be super super negative on things. So there's a couple things on my list that I'm not super thrilled about, but it's one of those things where like I'm not going to harp on. I'm not going to beat a dead horse. I'm just going to say I like it, I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, it. it's like the horse is dead. There is one thing in here. I'm going to curb stomp the shit out of this horse. All right, I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to clip its, leg, its legs on the track. I'm going to put it on a wow. pallet. I'm going to ship it to the glue factory and I'm going to huff that glue. All right? And I'm going to do it laughing. All right? But f- before that, I do want to start off on a positive. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah that was like
0: Barry season 3 in a
2: nutshell right there. <laughs> yeah. So, as Chris mentioned, I am a recent Star Trek fan. Uh one of my my new year's resolution this year is to watch all of Star Trek minus the original the original series. You're going to trek those so stars. No no Shatner. No Shatner. Uh, I started Shatner. off with
0: Shatner. I hardly I really know her.
2: her. God damn it. <laughs> one of the worst jokes ever made on this show. <laughs> But I love it. No, but I started it has with everything to do with that. <laughs> I started with the next generation, watched all of that, moved on to Voyager, watched a bunch of that. But it was one of those things where, like, I got to a point in Voyager and this new Star Trek show, Star Trek, Star Trek Strange New Worlds, was coming out on Paramount Plus, and I saw the trailer for it, and immediately was like, okay, I got to put Voyager on pause, <laughs> and I got to watch this shit because this looks dope um if you guys don't know star trek strange new worlds uh is on paramount plus it takes place before the original series so there are actually characters in the original series that appear in the show including spock including uhura uh and i don't know if you guys knew this but the original pilot episode of star trek the original series featured a completely different uh crew like it wasn't um captain kirk it was captain pike and he had a different first officer i think uhura and spock were still in there but when they greenlit the series it became the the crew that everyone is like you know the iconic crew that everyone knows and loves today yeah um i did so not know that. that's like the one episode that i have seen is it really yeah where they go to like taylor's four or yeah, something
1: like that I, I was just like i don't know who these people are and <laughs> yeah that was my experience with star
2: trek well strange new worlds is like hey what if that was just Star Trek. What if we took those characters and actually saw what they're so in, it's just Captain where, Pike in the gang. Yes, Captain Pike in the gang. Uh, Captain Pike is played by Anson Mount. Uh, you may know him f- from recently. He was in uh, Doctor Strange: and The Multiverse Madness as uh, Black Bolt. Mm-hmm. Um, he was also in the Inhumans as the main character, and you know he embodies. He's so good in the role. He reminds me of like if you guys have played the Uncharted games, he's like a Nathan Drake. Um, He's very much like you can see like if this guy is Captain Kirk's mentor, you can see like he's he's got that Kirkness to him. Um, He's Kirky. There's a guy. His name is Ethan Peck. He plays Spock, and I think he's a really, really great Spock. He's not trying really hard to do an impersonation of Leonard Nimoy. He did shave his eyebrows, though. Did you know that? Uh, Which person? The actor. I did not know that. Yeah. So the guy who played,
0: I read this on Twitter the other day. I don't want, I don't watch the show, but he shaved his eyebrows so they could draw the Spock eyebrows on. And, I don't know. I, this, that's great. That's good commitment. Cause he's you gotta think he's
2: walking around for six weeks with no eyebrows in between takes. Like,
0: Hey guys, what's up? And everybody's like, ah, <laughs>
2: and it's just a really, really wonderful show. Like if you're really into sci-fi, I highly recommend you, you check it out. If you liked the, uh, the aesthetic of like the 2009 JJ Abrams star Trek, this is, this show is like that aesthetic on crack. Mm, uh, I like crack mi- minus the lens flares. Big pan? I like. Yummy powder, uh, but no, it's really great. Uh, I, I love it because. It's it's
0: the lens flares. It
2: looks beautiful. The set's really amazing. They do really interesting um shot composition. Like a it's such a small thing, but the the opening intro animation of the show. Cause usually you know how all Star Trek shows start, it's like space, the final frontier. Yeah. These are the voyages of whoever the fuck we're going and on. And it about. goes dun dun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, that's law and order. But it's always <laughs> that's like that's <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> dan, 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 <laughs> executive producer Dick Wolf. Um and usually you see like planets and stuff or like the stars, but it's such a small thing. But I love in the intro when he, when they start that you see lights turn on and then you realize, oh, it, you think it's stars, but it's like, oh, these are the lights of the spaceship. I don't know. It's They do really interesting shots like that that mm. I'm a huge fan of. And because of that, I realized, oh, not only is this the prequel series with this original crew, apparently they alluded to this crew in a different show called Star Trek Discovery. And oh, yeah. this is almost a sequel to Star Trek Discovery. So, because Star Trek: Strange New Worlds only comes out once a week on Wednesday, uh excuse me, on Thursdays on Paramount Plus—I was like, "Well, I got—I I need my—I need my Star Trek fix. So, I started watching all of Discovery, starting in season one. And I think I've been trying to get you guys to watch anything Star Trek for a while now. I watched the JJ movies. Well, I, like show wise, nah. I I think I can get you to watch at least an episode of Discovery. Let me tell you why. Is Kristen Stewart in it? No. like Stop (laughs) the show. That would have been a fucking lock. (laughs) Uh, But let me tell you some of the actors that are in it. Okay. Um, Do you guys like Michelle Yeoh? I love Michelle Yeoh. Do you Mm -hmm. like Jason Isaacs? I do. Do you like Doug Jones? Yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah, is great. <laughs> Do you like? Well, let me rephrase that. Do you like Doug Jones and creepy alien makeup? Yes. We got that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a great cast. Uh, Tignataro, isn't it? Tignataro is great. She's Tignataro as a surly. Uh, I think she's an engineer. Um, it's just it's a great show. There's a couple things in like the the, the second season that they're kind of getting into. I'm like mm, not feeling the storyline, but overall, I really liked what they did with the the, the script. You know, they kind of flipped it. Instead of being because a lot of Star Trek shows are very, you know, episodic, like this is the episode of the week, and then we won't reference that ever again. Mm-hmm. Discovery was really the first one to have a continuing storyline episode to episode that fed modern into modern TV, yeah, like a modern, yeah, a modern TV show. So, and I think they did a pretty decent job with it. From my understanding is it's a pretty controversial show amongst Trek fans, uh, but the Trekkies, if you will, yeah, the, the Trekkers, is it Trekker? I don't know. Someone once told me that they think Trekkie is derogatory, but Trekker's is okay. And I'm like, mm, bad call on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but yeah. They, uh, but they wanted the hard R. <laughs> they wanted yeah, the hard R. Right. Yeah. Uh, but moving on to the thing, I think, I think I know Chris has been waiting for, for this for a while. As you guys know, one of my, f- oh, he put a light in my face. <laughs> am, I, am I being interrogated? was spotlighted <laughs> my dude. Um, Jurassic Park may be my favorite movie of all time. The 1993 Jurassic Park directed by Steven Spielberg. I think that's... that's It's all right. (laughs) (laughs) Andy, I will fight you. Uh, I think it's a damn near perfect movie. It it is the definition of what I expect blockbusters to be. Um, And that's why most fall short. But that's okay. Uh, So, in my excitement and against my better judgment... I went and saw Jurassic world dominion this weekend. And as my, uh, TV production professor in NKU once said it was not good guys. Not good. (laughs) (laughs) This movie may be the most baffling film I've ever seen soup to nuts. Uh, (laughs) so Little backstory, if you guys don't know. So the whole promise of this movie, right? You've seen the ads. What would you say the promise is of this movie? Um, the, I, the
1: new gang has to meet up with the old gang and they do shenanigans to try to stop the dinosaurs from taking over the world.
2: Because the dinosaurs are now in the world, right? Yes. Okay. So we had to suffer through the fucking catastrophe that was Fallen Kingdom to get to this premise. Because as you watch Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, you can tell that movie only exists to get the dinosaurs off the island. Right. You can tell that Colin Trevorrow wanted to make Dominion, but in order to make this movie, he had to make a transitional film. And that's what Fallen Kingdom is. And so going into this, I'm like, okay, I'm not really looking forward to this. The trailers make it look kind of lame. But, you know, this is what Colin Trevorrow has been wanting to do since 2015. Let's see what he's got. And you know what this son of a bitch does in the first 15 minutes of the movie? Puts the dinosaurs back in a park for real. <laughs> Basically, they have like they have so there's there are montages that bookend the film and the beginning and the end that show the dinosaurs out in the world, uh, but it's all stock footage that they just digitally insert yeah. dinosaurs into, and it's really cheap and lame. Um, and and every decision from a script level, every decision that happens is so. I don't know what they're going for. Like, why did you decide to do this? Um, I, I told Chris and Andy the script for Jurassic World Dominion leaked online like six months ago. And I read it. Did you really? I did. Because there was a big, like a lot of people were like, script leak. And a lot of people were like, fake. That's not the script. And so there was like a little bit of a controversy about it online. So I'm like, well, let me see what I, let me put my, my finger on the scales and (laughs) see what we, the dinosaur scales and see what we got here. And so I read the script and when I got done with the script, I thought, that's so fucking dumb. That's not the movie. No way. And then the trailer dropped Andy and there's one shot in the trailer Literally, it was just a second in the trailer. And I was like, oh, shit, that script was real. This movie's going to be terrible. Oh, no. (laughs) And I watched the movie, and it was 100% that script. And, uh, you know, minor spoilers. I don't don't know if this is really spoiling anything, but there is more to do in the plot of this film dealing with locusts than dinosaurs. Okay. You're making a Jurassic World movie... You've spent two movies trying to get the dinosaurs out in the world and right when you get to the point of making that movie you th- you go let's make it about big bugs big bugs let's make it about big bugs and then they bring characters back from the first film which on paper sound really exciting but the direction they take it is like if you didn't tell me that That character's name, I would not have. I would have not have known that that was the character from the first. I've heard they
0: had Laura Dern say somebody was in her DMs, and everybody was really mad. Slid
2: into her DMs. Yep, that is a (laughs) line that Laura Dern, National Treasure, says. Um, And the directing you can tell is it's almost like Colin Trevorrow, Trevorrow directed half of this movie, and someone else directed the other half. Like it's really discombobulating. They go from scene to scene, and you're just like, this looks like a completely different movie. And then you go to the next one. This is also a completely different movie. There's no visual coherence to scenes. Um, characters are making dumb choices after dumb choices after dumb choices. There are no um, moment. There's there's really no memorable dinosaur kills. Like it, it's you remember when the trailer came out and I made so much fun of the scene in the trailer where the guy gets eaten off the bird scooter. Yeah, that's the best kill in the movie. <laughs> oh my god. And that is saying something because that's stupid as shit. Um, <laughs> there's 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 one memorable action scene in the middle. It's the the scene from the trailers where he's on the bike and the raptors are chasing him through the city. That part of it is good but everything around it is really bad like somehow we went from Jurassic Park where one of the best parts of that movie is these grown up characters sitting around a table and discussing the moral ethics of do we have the right to clone creatures are we playing God and all that stuff to in this movie there's literally a dude who walks around in a giant leather duster he's got creepy hair and he's like I'm gonna pawn the dinosaurs in the sex pits and it's like what is this movie oh yeah there's a part where they go into an underground dinosaur place and it just looks like all those people are having sex with the dinosaurs I guarantee you <laughs> all those people are looking way too close to their little Dilophosauruses. those dinosaurs are being used for sex. Blue
1: No! Blue. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's but, the movie I want to see. Yeah, so if you really want to see something dinosaur related, either turn on Jurassic Park or turn on Prehistoric Planet on Apple TV Plus. It's weird because I think it's the only franchise known to man where the first
0: movie is so good, a lauded masterpiece, and every subsequent, su- excuse me, subsequent subsequent sequel, that's hard to say. It is hard to say. It is hard to say. It is, every yeah. subsequent sequel is regarded as trash, right? And that's—I know some people think Lost Worlds pretty good or okay, and I, I
2: like Lost World for what it is. It's—it's it's a mess. I of feel movie. that way about Jurassic
0: World. I don't mind it at all. My son loved it. I watched it a bunch of times. It's yeah, fun. Jurassic World's fine, but it's so one. interesting. Like, there's no other franchise like that.
2: Yeah, I, I was—I was trying to on Twitter. I ranked the all the Jurassic Park films after I saw this one, and I was sitting with Fallen Kingdom and Dominion. Like, who do I put in last? And I was comparing and contrasting and weighing them like well I hate the story of Fallen They're Kingdom. They're both worse than 3 to you. Yes, hands down. Um, Fallen Kingdom is Cuz 3 think, is
0: laughably bad.
2: Well, the good thing about 3 is it's 90 minutes long. That's true. Dominion is 2 and 2 hours and 40 minutes long. No, it's not. It is. It is long as shit, and it's just, by the end of the movie, you're like, what, what even happened? <laughs> what have we been doing this whole goddamn time? I will probably never see it, to be honest with you. If I have to see Chris Pratt hold his hand up to a dinosaur <laughs> one more time. I'm sorry. I'm, I know I'm going long on this, but this is one thing. other thing I have to get off my chest about the Jurassic World movie specifically, I don't give a shit about Blue, the raptor. These movies want me to care so much about this raptor. I hate that thing. It is a monster. <laughs> it should be put down. I don't don't that the heroes are like, let it just roam free in Wyoming. It won't kill people. Definitely will. It will. <laughs> it, it's a monster. Unless they put their hand up. Oh Well, that's true. Well, unless Chris Pratt puts his hand it's up. It's only Chris Pratt? Yeah. It's not any old hand. Hey. It's a Pratt hand. It's a good hand. He's like, <laughs> that's a good Christian boy's hand. I'm going to listen. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so that's
0: that is my review. I'm of- sorry, buddy. I know you were really looking forward to that.
2: And again, go watch pre, uh, Prehistoric Planet on Apple TV Plus if you want to see dinosaurs. I watched a little bit of that. Uh, it's pretty awesome. At least then you get better CGI. You get David Attenborough's and voice. And David Attenborough who's like, this is a T-Rex. Mm-hmm. And he swims now. He's got literally <laughs> little little arms. Look at his, his feathers. feathers. Have you
0: seen, um, speaking of leaked scripts, Colin Trevorrow's uh, episode 9 script leaked as well. I and have. I, I heard it's good. Did you read it?
2: Yeah, I've read it. It's I think the story is better because it continues the story of Love, Last Jedi. Uh-huh. So I'm a fan of it there. But at the same time, I don't necessarily think it would be a better movie. Steve, what else have you been streaming? Anything else that you want to highlight or talk about? Um, I've went pretty long. I do want to shout out. Uh, you might talk about this, Chris, and maybe this will be a good transition. But uh, on Disney Plus, you can watch uh, Marvel's latest show, Ms. Marvel. I didn't plan on it, but
0: actually, yes, I did watch the first episode of uh, Ms. Marvel. And I know nothing about the comics. I think they're relatively new. Like the those comics were written in, what, 2014 or something like yeah, that? Yeah, they're so, pretty
2: new. I don't know if that's the right date. Which but is yeah.
0: extremely new for compared to the properties that we usually see on, in movies, right? Those are from like the 30s and the 60s. But um, I loved this show. I think it's got the yeah. strongest debut episode of any of the Marvel Disney Plus shows. I thought it was a gas, if you will. Um, a yeah. hoot? I didn't watch episode two yet. As we're recording this, it's been out for... Four or five days, and I haven't seen it yet, but I want to. I've just been watching a bunch of stuff for TikTok and and things like that that I have to watch. But it's been, yeah, it was a, a, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. I actually have, watched have it you twice. Seen it yet,
2: Andy,
1: I have not. Um, I've I've heard that it's like maybe the best Disney or Disney Marvel thing. So
2: yeah, uh, it's like a it's it's a lot like Scott
1: Pilgrim. If you ooh, you know, so those that. vibes are great. It's, yeah, it's really like
2: Scott Pilgrim and into the into the Spider Verse kind of meshed together. Almost. Not as good as. That sounds. Is she the one right? that's kind of like it's up there,
1: kind of like uh, Mister Fantastic? But her fist gets real big and stuff. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She was in the Avengers video game. Yes. Uh, so I'm Kamala Khan. They yeah. changed her powers.
2: Oh, okay. That's
0: not what you're thinking, because they, I guess they didn't want to have to. That might have been visually too hokey or something. Well,
2: it's probably too similar to Reed Richards, who's going to be in the Fantastic Four movie, mm-hmm. who has like basically the same power set of stretchy, stretchy
0: yeah. Hands. That's true. So right.
2: what's she doing this? It's the
0: same thing. It's not the spoilers, I guess, but they basically like an- energy vibe it. So it's oh, it's like more an, like Green Lantern. It's an now. energy. Yes, it's a lot yeah. like Green Lantern, which they're okay with because it's DC. Yeah. Fuck them, we'll steal it. <laughs> uh, Should have got the movie right. We're doing it. Yeah, it's exactly like Green Lantern. Okay. It's like a giant energy fist and gotcha. stuff like that.
2: Yeah, the first episode is incredibly heartwarming, but also really funny. And then visually, it's the most visually creative thing Marvel's done in ever, Mm. maybe. Well, live
0: action wise. Shang-Chi, I thought, was visually brilliant personally. Um, But yes, I think you're still correct in stating that. For sure yeah so that's that's one thing that i've been watching that was really really good i think most people have probably checked that out um but i've been watching a ton of stuff i'll try to go hit the highlights for sure stranger things i don't know if i've talked about this so uh, <laughs> i fucking wrote stranger things on there uh, Did you Really? <laughs> i was making fun of myself you guys might have heard about this or i don't know if you've checked it out yet but bo burnham dropped his uh like Bonus footage for the film Inside yeah, yeah, on YouTube. Did you watch it? Yeah, it's called the Inside Outtakes, which I thought was really clever. You know, I'm a fan of puns. We all are here on this show. Our listeners mm-hmm. know that. Uh, but if you haven't checked it out, it's 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 on YouTube. Uh, it's really really good. It's really really good. There's some bangers on there that I'm surprised he cut out mm-hmm. of the main show. Are you really gonna make me vote for Joe Biden? <laughs> uh, that's a banger. <laughs> he, he's just a brilliant man. Big fan of Bo Burnham. That was a lot of fun. Did either of you watch, I guess you would have talked about, it. I always, I always go last and I always do this thing. Did either of you watch? That's a really terrible segue. No, Chris. Cause I would have fucking mentioned it, but, but sometimes Andy I, will throw I me for a loop forget stuff and so, be like, yeah. yes, I did. <laughs> uh, Adam Sandler has a new movie on Netflix. Oh, hustle. I haven't watched it yet. It's called hustle. Uh, it's really good. It's yeah. really good. I'm a sucker for sports movies. I've told you guys this before, even though I don't, you're enjoy not a sports, sports ball person, but I love sports movies. They work on me every time. Something about you like sh- an underdog, the striving for excellence, the underdog, the the practice makes perfect mentality. Maybe I should play sports. <laughs> <laughs> Sandra Bullock
1: just holding your hand through it all. Yeah, <laughs>
0: but that was a blindside <laughs> reference. But Adam Sandler's funny, but he does a lot of his like dramatic dramatic acting chops in this movie. Oh, awesome! Um, it's a mixture of like punch drunk love. Adam Sandler, no. Jim's Adam Sandler uh, and, and Big Daddy Adam Sandler. Um, like at one point, the 25 year old basketball player that he's training is like, I wipe my own ass. It's weird, but it's a good <laughs> callback. Uh, really good movie uh, I, near and dear to my heart. Finally, after years, I was able to watch season six of Peaky Blinders. One of you love this show, my favorite shows of all time. You talk about casts. If Kristen Stewart was in this show, I would literally watch nothing else because it has uh, Killian Murphy. It has Anya Taylor-Joy and it has Tom Hardy, right? Which are three of my favorite people on the planet, all in one show Acting their asses off. It's a, it's a gangster movie. Crime crime is my favorite genre of film, so it, it couldn't be more for me. But the thing about BBC shows and our our UK listeners will probably laugh at me, but they take years between seasons, and it really bothers me. And we had COVID. So it's been three or four years since Peaky Blinders and it's a really complicated, dense, slow burn show. And so I was like a little lost and a little scared that I wouldn't enjoy it as much because it's been so long, but it hops right back in. It was a really good recap. Um, But what I'm mixed on the season, I thought it was brilliant as ever. Great writing, really dark, like the 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 the, the protagonists, which are like, you know, kind of terrible people, they're murderers and stuff, they're It's getting towards the end, so they're spiraling down a lot more. They're getting much less likable, right? But I thought this was going to be the last season. It's the final season of Peaky Blinders. They've been advertising that forever. Uh, But apparently, they're trying to uh, make a feature film to wrap the whole show up. And uh, some people know that to be true. I didn't know that. So I get to the the finale, and things don't quite bow up at all. (laughs) And I'm, like, sitting there, like what the fuck? Oh no, I, I hate this. And then I'm like reading online. They're like, oh, I can't wait for the movie. And I'm like, Oh, thank God. Like <laughs> what the fuck? Um, so anybody who watches the show, you, you know, that, that feeling at the end, but that was so good. That was so, so good. Um, and I want to talk about this movie too. Cause I know neither of you have seen it. It's called the outfit. Uh, I watched it. Uh, I think I rented it for like five bucks on Apple is TV. Ben? It has Mark Rylance is the star. And it has Dylan O'Brien mm-hmm. and it has uh, Zoe Deutsch. Those are the three biggest stars. That's another one location ish. Mo- no, 100 percent one location movie. It all awesome. takes place in a tailor shop. It was so good. It's one of my favorite movies of the year. I will fight tooth and nail no matter how many great films I continue to see to keep this on my top 10 list at the end. Where of Where can year. you stream that? I, I rented it, so Apple oh, okay. TV or, or Amazon. It might be streamable somewhere else very soon. Usually, it takes about a month once it's rentable. Um, but it was so good. It's such a it's such a chewing of the scenery type film. Mark Rylance. Ooh. Mark Rylance plays this uh, old British. He doesn't like Taylor. He's. I'm not a Taylor. Is I'm he a, a Tinker? Maybe a soldier. How about a spy? He's a cutter. Oh, you can you can watch it on the Peacock. The Peacock. The Peacock Premium. Apparently, um, yeah. So he's not a tailor. A tailor. Anybody can be a tailor. He's a cutter, and he says that a couple of times. It's really funny. I'm not a tailor. I'm a cutter. Cause he trained his whole life to, to make clothing. Uh, but anyway, he's from England, but this takes place in Chicago. So the, everybody else this is like in the thirties. So everybody else is like these, yeah, same kind of gangsters and oh the old fucking British guy over there. He ain't going to talk to nobody. And, uh, so anyway, it's a hey wise guy. <laughs> Cut me up a suit. It's uh it's really, really good. It's really cool. I was very surprised by that. Um, let's see the boys season three. Nah, nah, nah. I watched, oh, I watched the boys or like the first two the episodes boys is fire. Everybody knows that. Yeah. Uh, a new show just came out on Hulu as we're talking. I think yesterday or the other day before I watched the first episode of it. I'm going to go watch it when we get done here in a second. Uh, it's called The Old Man. Have you guys heard about this? Mm-mm. Andy? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it's about
0: a guy who eats Heath bars. <laughs> Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, no, it's it stars Jeff Bridges, who is, in fact, an old man. He's 72 now. Uh, he's like a retired CIA agent. And, uh Things happen very quickly, but it's just Jeff Bridges and two dogs for the first little bit. And uh, dude, sounds it sounds like a party. It's so good. I didn't know it was like shot like a horror film. It's a horror thriller. Oh, That's badass. It's it just just by the way the camera moves and him be, and they don't like make him an old man who still kicks ass like they do. But it's not like, oh, OK, it's Liam Neeson, I guess. Because he's like, you can see him physically struggling because he's 70 plus years old, right? Like and they, nobody they, kind of. Yeah, like they wanted that. And uh it's really, really good. I mean, Jeff Bridges is fucking amazing, right? He always is. So I highly recommend you check that. That just came out yesterday, I think. That's really good. And then uh, I want to sh- la- lastly, also on Hulu, I watched a-, a show that I don't hear anybody talking about, which is kind of crazy to me. I mean, it's not like groundbreaking, but it's definitely something to talk about. Uh, it's a show called Pistol. Also on Hulu. Oh yeah. You're telling me about this. Uh, And it's about the sex pistols and their rise to stardom in the mid seventies in England. Um, And it's, it's, some really standout performances. Uh, specifically, the most interesting probably is that Maisie Williams, who played Arya in Game of Thrones, is back. She's made some interesting choices uh, since leaving Game of Thrones. Like, nothing good. Like, there was a show on HBO Max. I don't remember what it was, but I was really rooting for her. because She's New in New Mutants,
1: a, wasn't it? Well, or she's something?
0: in the New Mutants oh. movie, which I actually liked more than anybody else because it also has Anya Taylor Joy. Mm. Uh, but... <laughs> I thought that was a show. No, it was a, it was a, it was a movie. But uh, she was in a show on HBO Max where she plays like this little homeless girl
2: that gets, in, I don't even remember. I just, I didn't keep watching it. Um, <laughs> we went to a premiere. I, I went to a premiere of one of her movies in at heartland film festival. And it was like, uh, I think Jessica Beale produced it and it starred Jason Sudeikis and Maisie Williams. And she played like, uh, uh, some new Orleans child who had a... She was going for a Creole accent, but it's it, it was pretty
0: rough. Yeah, like, I don't yeah. know what she's doing or what, you know, it's like, there's... I did a whole video series about, like, stars that you thought would be in all these things. And um, Sophie Turner is another one. She's like huge star of this massive, biggest show in the world, hugely talented, and then just disappears after doing one bad X-Men movie. That's what both the girls did. Well, she's and, got that uh, Jonas money now, dude. Well, I had heard, I didn't put her in the video because my wife told me, I think she has like some severe mental health issues and like eating disorder stuff. Oh, and like okay. she's, and she had two kids. So she's dealing with that, raising her family. And I was like, Oh, okay. That makes a lot of sense. Actually. It's not just like nobody's offering her roles. It's just, she's decided not to work right mm-hmm. um good for her but maisie williams what are you doing uh, but no this show's really good i enjoyed it i binged it it's fascinating i didn't know much about the sex pistols i didn't like that band when i was a kid um i was not a punk guy i was a grunge guy they were diametrically opposed i don't know if you knew this steve i honestly did not and so uh there was punk kids and they were weird they would like blow snot rockets on you oh you mean the culture Of punk kids. Yeah, but but then by by nature, I also couldn't like the music because I was a small-minded adolescent, right? (laughs) Uh, You know, we would get in the mosh pit. We would look out for one another. But the punk kids, they would like straight up drop kick you and stuff and I just I hated them right so I'm not gonna listen to their music but I gotta I gotta admit I do like you know antichrist like it's just it's funny yeah. I'm I'm learning about this band through this show and it's like they were intentionally bad it was a fuck you to the establishment we know we can't play our instruments and like the show is fascinating to me it's just like this guy you're the guitarist now. And he's like, I don't know how to play guitar. And he's like, well, figure it out. It can't be that fucking hard. And he just does a bunch of speed and stays up for three days, plucking at the strings. And then when they go to band practice, he can like play three chords. And they're like, that's a song. Great. Hmm. And uh, anyway, I just, I thought it was really fascinating because I didn't know anything about the show. Apparently Johnny rotten, uh, John Lydon, I think is his name. He's really, he's still alive. He's really mad about the show. Uh, The whole show is based on a book about Steve, Steve, The guitarist's name is Steve something, and uh, the book was about him. And so that's he's kind of the main protagonist of the show. Maisie Williams is like vastly different than you've ever seen her before. She's playing this crazy punk icon from from England, I think, goes by the name Jordan. Uh, Anyway. That's called Pistol. I hadn't heard anybody talk about it because I think it came out a couple of days after Stranger Things four, and so it probably got lost under the Kate Bush. You know, sure. uh, nobody's listening to the Sex Pistols when there's Kate Bush. Um, <laughs> Andy, I told you to watch it. Did you end up watching any of it? Uh, I did. I did. I watched like the first episode. And, yeah, it's pretty uh, neat. Isn't yeah, it?
1: yeah, yeah. I just again, I don't like the Sex Pistols. So same,
0: but it's like interesting to me still. Sure. Like I read, I read a lot of like uh, music. Biopic books I don't know what they're called when they're books. Biography (laughs) stuff.
1: What the fuck did I just do? Can you fucking snip that and send it to me? I'm going to make that my fucking ringtone. (laughs) What are they called when it's a biopic
0: but with a book?
1: (laughs) I'm an English literature major.
0: (laughs) I've become dumber over the course of my life. By far. What did I just <laughs> <laughs> Amy Huzel, I love those, those words. <laughs> God, man. But I like the stories of that. Like Anthony Kiedis wrote a, uh, bio, an autobiography about Scar himself. Scar is great. Scar <laughs> Tissue's great. I read the Dave Grohl one. I, you know, when I was a kid, I read countless books on Kurt Cobain. And uh, I just think that stuff's interesting. Like uh, there's a, a Led Zeppelin biography that I read. Um, that's really, really interesting. Um, they're basically terrible people and <laughs> stole a bunch of music and did a bunch of drugs. But, uh, you know, I, I think this stuff's fascinating. So it's just interesting to me to learn about the growth of the Sex Pistols. Yeah, it's cool. um, so that's called Pistol. I watched some other movies and stuff, but we're going on a little too long. We just want to drop some knowledge on you guys, some things we've been watching recently. Hopefully you can check them out if you hadn't heard about them or hadn't decided to watch them yet. Maybe that'll push you toward it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure Steve sold thousands of people on watching Jurassic World Dominion that were on the fence. They're I kind of want to watch it more just to see the train. <sighs> that's back. what I've heard, though. I don't think it's so bad. It's good in any way. Right. Uh, I would anyway. not. Yeah. No, it's just like especially two hours and 40 minutes. Like yeah. That's never a so bad. It's good. Um like like Dress Park 3 is like fun like holy shit that doesn't look real at all.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh man, you're going to get me started again. You better no, 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 no. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um I didn't watch anything bad. I did see Top Gun Maverick a second time. Holds up from a couple of weeks ago. Holds yeah. up, holds up. Yeah, so that's all the time we have for right now. We hope you enjoyed that. Stay tuned for more stranger things four coverage, of course. My name is Chris. I'm Andy and I'm Steve and this Streaming things. Happy streaming!
2: It's time to thank the patrons. These are the people who keep the lights on. And uh, we're just going to give you a nice little shout out. So we're going to do this one quick and dirty. Uh, here we go. Thank you so much, Phil, Carmelita, Carrie, Enza. Thank you, Cake, Katie, Jimmy, Sarah, E. Lopez, Kyle, Thomas, Shay, Stephen V, A. Wells, Danielle, Kimberly, Andrew, Robin, Michelle, Ashley, Jade, Mindy, Alex, David. Jocelyn, I'm hope, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, uh, Jocelyn. If it's not, please uh, write it in and give me more of a phonetic way of, uh, 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 of pronouncing that. And also this, that applies to anyone else. If anyone else, if I'm reading your name wrong, just let me know because I'm, I live in constant fear of getting your names incorrect. But thank you, uh, again, Jocelyn. Uh, thank you, Amelia. Thank you, Katharina. Thank you, John, Jared, Orion, Jacob. Reese, Marcuse eighteen fifty. That's another one. Let, I don't know. I, I've I've only seen these these words written down. Uh, let me know how, how I'm how I am to pronounce your name. Uh, thank you, Mike. Thank you, Lady Pris. Thank you, Cody, Gavin, Casey, Cryptoholic, AJ, Hannah, Joel, Tyler, Jessica, and the Reed family. So thank you guys. All of you. There's so many of you now. There's over 40 people now. That's incredible. Uh, thank you so much from us at Streaming Things, and uh, we hope you enjoy all of the great content, and we will see you later.